Hi, I'm Jess. And I'm George. And I'm Kath. And I'm Faith. And this is Transpantastic, a podcast about gender, identity, orientation, and all the life that happens in between. We have guests! Hooray! Yay! Hello! You are the wonderful ladies of the Gender Rebels podcast. Tell us a little about yourselves. Oh my gosh, you you opened with such warm praise. I'm tempted to let you talk about us. But no, yes, we are the ladies of the Gender Rebels. I'm a transgender woman. Kath is my wonderful, unsupportive cis partner. Mm-hmm. We live in a historic Brooklyn. Mm-hmm. We have some cool pets. And we just try to bring like fun and good information via our podcast. Right. We're the Gender Rebels. Everyone should check it out at genderrebels.com. And yeah, we talk about transgender topics and try to do it in a light and funny way because Lord knows there's enough tragedy in this pool of topics. Exactly. Yes, and you do a good job of it, too. Well, thank you. We like it. Yay. And we are huge fans of Transpantastic, yeah. so this is a big, big honor. Aww. Thank you so much for having us on your show. Welcome to the Mutual Admiration Club. Great. <laughs> so what would you like to tell us about today? Well, the first thing I want to say is congratulations on getting your master's degree. That is tremendous. Jess, you should be very proud. Congrats. Thank you. I am. Oh, we have so much to talk about today. Every time I listen to your episodes, I think, ooh, ooh, I need to tell them about this. Ooh, I need to tell them about this. Because you guys hit on this huge variety of topics of just every day, you know, day in, day out life, and then the, what's the word I'm looking for? The extra zest that being transgender adds to one's day in, day out life. Right. I like to think of my life as a zesty, zesty <laughs> life. You have a zesty yeah. life. I like, like the Italian dressing yes. of, of existence. Mm-hmm. I'm going to try to... Golden peppery. I'm going to try to exactly. think of that next time I, uh, you know, one of these things happens. Oh, this is the zest. <laughs> exactly. This is lemon zest, orange zest. Being transgender know. is literally the little floaty bits in the Italian dressing. The good part. <laughs> the good part. Otherwise, it's just oil and vinegar. Boring. <laughs> Boring. Right. All right. Cool. Yes. Yeah, so you talk about life around transition, and yeah, there's there's so much of it. The first thing I thought of when I because I'll be doing the talking today. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we'll see. I'm a little confused, so. So I thought of things to discuss, and she's going to chime in. Because it was like life around transition. I'm like, but transition is my life. There's no around. I I have Mm -hmm. that. It's hard to divide it into like, here's transition, and here's the stuff around the transition, because it's so integral to like every aspect of my life. Mm -hmm. Right, right. So it's hard to kind of. That's why we have Jess and Kath to help us. Exactly. Yeah. Well, yeah. Make notes and And stuff. And like, I mean, we have definitely had some decidedly transition-focused episodes, but usually our thrust is like, how is transition affecting things that are not the coming out story? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. How, how is day-to-day functioning affected? Exactly. Uh-huh. So this reminded me because uh, recently at, at the time of recording, we've just gotten past the holidays and we unfortunately had to spend our most of our Christmas apart. Not horrible, but I spent four days back home with my family and Faith stayed here with our livestock to, to keep them company <laughs> and alive and Save us Can money. I ask what kind of pets you have? Of course. We have an adorable dog named Rocket, and he is part Dachshund, part Jack Russell. So that is called a Jacksund. He's very wow. cute. And then we also have a black and white tuxedo cat. He's, oh, he's getting old and, and a little cranky, but he's still fun and cuddly. 
What's his name? Panzer. So he is named after German tanks. Yes. Yes, yes. That's great. It matches his personality very it does. well. <laughs> <laughs> that's perfect. So when I had to go home, Faith is not out to my family yet. Uh, I have a brother who lives here in New York City also, and he knows the big secret. But everyone else is still in the dark, and that's entirely Faith's decision and up to her. But then I'm in that place where I have to use the name and the pronouns that my family is used to hearing Uh so as to not accidentally out you. Yeah. So I'm not sure if you guys have ever had to deal with a similar situation, or were you just... Everyone, this is happening, and and here we go. I think we had that at the beginning of my transition. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, we did. And I'm often confused about pronouns in general anyway, because like mm. gender is written in basic and my brain is written in Ruby, and so they don't always... <laughs> like, they're not even the same language, let alone the same operating system. I just... It's so you're like mentally converting while you're talking and yeah, kind of. I'm like translating while I'm communicating, and sometimes it works. Mm -hmm. Yeah, sometimes it trip up. Have you ever tripped up and someone's been like, "Wait, what did you just say?" Have you ever been called on it? Hmm, Do you recall any times? They're probably just used to you and thought, "Oh, (laughs) there she goes again." (laughs) Yeah, being wacky again. Yeah, Yeah. this is the whole thing. I wish like they would just become like normal. Like we could just be one of those languages that doesn't have gender pronouns. Oh my gosh, it'd be so much simpler for everyone. Yeah. But everyone's used to a different thing. So that's what we're going to try to comply with. Sometimes, go ahead. Well, it's just, you know, you, you, people are expecting he or she. So that's what we're going to try to comply with as best we can. Sometimes Jess will just mess with them. (laughs) Uh-oh. I have purpose. been known to do that, yes. When when she's translating in her head, I think, and, and then she says, you know, F this, I'm just going to do what I want <laughs> and see what they do. And then she watches them see what they do. So. I mean, as long as they understand what you're trying to say, then that works, right? Yes. Usually. Yes, it, it should. All right. <laughs> Absolutely. Always works. <laughs> Well, I've had to, I remember going to uh, lunch with one of my cousins visiting from out of town. And on our walk there, I was saying, dead name, he, him, dead name, he, him, dead name, (laughs) he, him. And just getting that in my head, because that is this person's name and that are these person's pronouns. And we went through lunch. It went good. Yeah. Sorry, I make it, I I make everything tricky and difficult. No, you don't. No, it's not you. It's it's those people. Yeah. It's it's also just when you're- yeah, when, yeah when, if they could handle things mm-hmm, better. Mm-hmm. And when you're in the interim of like, you know, there's a lot of people to come out to. And then part of it is with Kath's uh, family and things. It's kind of outing her in a way, too. And we've talked about this. But it's just, it gets trickier. Mm-hmm. And until you're out to like literally your entire extended family and her entire extended family. And, you know, hopefully we'll get there at some point. But mm-hmm. it's like, until then, it's tricky. Thank you for yeah. doing the gender gymnastics that you have to do (laughs) in the the interim gender gymnastics that would be a fun podcast (laughs) or gender grammar gymnastics gender grammar gymnastics yeah yeah all right hey listeners get on it (laughs) we'll be looking to signal bump you next month you have our tacit endorsement from the two top transgender podcasts on the market Mm -hmm. (laughs) and by top she means (laughs) our personal favorites yeah 
So, yeah, so I feel like the only other thing that came up with the holiday and, you know, using your dead name and saying he and him and all that, I remember my mom asking, oh, so what Christmas presents did you get for him? Oh. Uh-oh. And I was like, oh, okay, so a bathrobe, a really good bathrobe. It's a really lovely bathrobe. It's a nice I love bathrobe. it. It's fantastic. It's got a hood, and when she puts it up, she looks like a Jedi. Oh, that's fun. It's More like a Sith, because it's black. Oh, the black. Okay, yeah. so it's mm-hmm. your Sith Especially robe. when I come out of the shower, my like, eye makeup's all running. Right. Oh, God. <laughs> got the black hood. I really do. I look like the witch from Cinderella. Oh, God. <laughs> or Sleeping Beauty, whichever one that is. That's Sleeping great. Beauty. Snow White. Snow White. Snow I look White. like the witch from Snow White. Oh, yeah, with the old lady with the apple. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you don't look that bad. <laughs> Uh, okay, bathrobe. That's a safe thing to talk about. Yes. Okay, she I, got me. I got him a bathrobe. Uh, guys, everything else I got for Faith is like jewelry or uh, which a- I loved it because I've never gotten girl presents before. Aww. Girl presents and first time. You know, I never really got that. So getting girl presents is like, yeah, I got mm. necklaces and jewelry, and she got me some really awesome sciency jewelry. And she knows that I love dragonflies, so I got all kinds of dragonfly oh, stuff. It's yeah. fantastic. Great. I love that. Sounds very nice. And I think they look nice. And she got me. And I also got you a T-shirt that says, "I survived testosterone poison." Yes. Oh. So yeah, I guess you couldn't tell him about that one, huh? right? So I think I went with oh, just a funny T-shirt, and she's like, oh, what was the joke? And I said, oh, it's a Star Wars thing. So that was there. You safe. go. That's all you. Can, that's all you have to say. It's, <laughs> yeah, it's Star Wars. Star Wars stuff. That's yeah. all. I, all I have. It's to BB-8. Say. It's just some BB-8 crap. Okay. <laughs> 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 Although I think it's mo- mostly what I gave you last Christmas. That was last Christmas. <laughs> Every Christmas is last Christmas. Huh? That's, That's now. Wait. Well, no, except on Christmas Day. Oh, or the previous Christmas. Yeah. Doctor Who joke. Never mind. Oh. Oh. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. Wrong audience. Uh, <laughs> So really, that's the only, that's like the big challenging one is, is dealing with the handful of people who still have not met Faith. And the opposite problem, which, which is... You're about the opposite problem. The opposite problem, problem is um, I have a number of friends who have only met me as a girl Faith. And that's, it's literally the opposite problem because mm-hmm. I love the fact that they don't know some of them, I think, do know I'm transgender, but they've never met the boy me. Mm-hmm. And I think that's like... That's nice. That's kind of nice, too, but it also presents... It's nice to have that in your life. I Do you think. have it people, George, who have never met girl George? Oh, yeah, lots of them. Awesome! Oh, yeah. See, that's it's yeah. a difference, even if they know... Which is kind of... It's kind of amazing, because I'm not, like, 20, you know, <laughs> so... But because I've been three years on testosterone, mm. I have a fair amount of people, mostly uh, colleagues. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what I'm waiting for. But it is kind of it is it is nice. I think nice to have that. It's a different perspective, and it's and it's a relief in a way. Like, oh, I don't have to deal mm-hmm. with that. Yeah, you never I'm, suspect you know, that there's something so. in their mind, like they're peering very closely at you. It's but just, I'm just I'm waiting for new coworkers at work who mm-hmm. never met me because I came out at work, and I'm like, well, just hire some new people. <laughs> so not everyone One new guy me. Okay. <laughs> But you only came out, what, in November? Yeah. Work. So, you know, give it some time. Give it some time. Hiring process. It's and you slow. work for the state. Yeah. yeah. It's going to be a long time. Oh, that'll take six mm-hmm. months. Exactly. <laughs> so. Yeah. So that's tricky in a way. And we talked about this before, is the thing that cisgender people tend to have a problem with. And I say all cisgender people because I personally had a problem with it. So I just assume everyone has the same difficulty, which is 
telling anecdotes or stories from our past mm -hmm. that star me and boy version of Faith. So it takes a little bit of a, a mental leap to just switch your name and your pronouns in those stories because ultimately it was Faith who went ziplining with me or Faith who did a scavenger hunt with me. So when I tell those stories, I need to say she and Faith and get that right. But it, it does take a conscious knowledge to do that and a, a decision to do that. I, I didn't automatically do that. Yeah. And I feel like I've well, accidentally you. told stories about he and dead name yeah. in front of people. Well, that's fine. It's hard. It is. It's the gymnastics. It's gender gymnastics. No mm. one ever said it was going to be easy. That's exactly, exactly what I was thinking. Yeah. Mm. Like it, it is. But, you know, I've watched our number three child do gymnastics for the past three years and it, it gets easier <laughs> as you, you know, the more you do All it, gymnastics the better you get at it. You just have to keep doing it. Yeah. Uh -huh. Yes. Jess, have you ever messed up and... and dropped the she or her when talking about a story of George? Um, Probably a couple times, yeah. It's okay if you haven't. I mean, she wouldn't right. notice I, if she did. <laughs> like I said, gender is is a weird thing for me. Like, it, it doesn't quite compute. So, like, mm -hmm. I probably have more than I realize. I know I've caught myself a couple times, but... Mm -hmm. Well, especially if it's an old story. Mm. Like, I've watched you explain to people how we met, and the way you would explain it before would be different than now. Mm -hmm. So, because you, I, you're you doing those gymnastics in your head. Yes, because we had met on a lesbian dating site, and depending on how long someone has known us and whether or not they're familiar with your trans status would determine how much detail I would include right. there. Right. And then when we actually met, it was at a lesbian... Networking dinner. Yes. yes. So, there you go. So, it's a, yes. it, so just tell the story. It's a cis straight people's networking dinner. A cis straight people dating site. Yes. <laughs> Let's be specific now. <laughs> all you have to do is lie. Yeah. That's all you have to do. Well, you know, it, at that point, there really isn't a lot of lying involved. It's it's just omission because heteronormativity is culturally pervasive. People will assume if mm -hmm. I just say we noticed each other on a dating site and then we happen to bump into each other at a networking dinner. Exactly. Nobody's yeah. going to make any assumptions mm -hmm. that he used to be a lesbian. Well, you could have more fun with. So this was a straight person's. A straight person. <laughs> yes, I think yes, you should be more specific <laughs> and see yeah. what they do. <laughs> it would be way more fun. It was a straight see, it's like, people's thing. What kind of confusion do you want to see on your audience's mm -hmm. face? Is it, wait, 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 sit, wait, cis people only? What? <laughs> and, you know, let them work it out. Because honestly, yes, their problem, I agree. not ours. Exactly. See, my concern with that would be, it sort of sound like talking about, like, white pride or something like that. You cannot, you cannot <laughs> say, I was at an event for the predominant culture only. It sounds like an exactly. oppressive, socioculturally, like, derogatory thing. And then, yes. you know, then it starts to we get scary. We were at a white history month. Celebrate. Yeah. And yeah. White History Month is 11 months long, in case right, you know. Right, right. <laughs> you know, I can't, you know, and so queer, yeah. you know, if I want to say I'm doing a queer thing, well, that's cool because mm -hmm. that is a historically marginalized population. Right. Whereas cis straight thing is not a historically marginalized population, and so I can't identify myself with that as readily. You yeah. couldn't anyway, do Well, I could. <laughs> True. <laughs> Uh, there's a fundamental mental block there that's going to really uh, disrupt that. <laughs> mm -hmm. Now, Faith, what do you think you're going to do 
next in in coming out stuff? Oh Lord, have you? What have you thought about? I haven't thought about it, but it's probably going to be you know the in laws. It's probably going to be mm. coming out to Kat's parents because I think that's the real last tricky kind of hurdle that I have. So. You know. <laughs> well, and, and it's probably kind of funny for you, Kath, because you just went through all these gender gymnastics and, mm. you know, gender grammar gymnastics and um, <laughs> thinking, and, and then we're going to tell you something else. Yeah. And now we're going to do it the other way around. I have to undo the gymnastics. And then they have to start well, to do gymnastics. And honestly, I mean, they're they're healthy, but they're not like limber people. So yeah. we just have to see. I just, <laughs> yeah, at this point. Well, this see, point, and here's the thing, you know, it's like ballroom dancing. When you're going in the male direction, it's forward. But when you're doing in the female direction, it's backwards and in heels, right? Exactly. Yes. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Although, I honestly, I think any gender switching is going to be, uh, at least the, the grammar gymnastics are going to be yeah, equally it's, different. It's a complex day. situation. But I think that I just, you know, I just came out at work. I just legally changed my name. I came out to my a bunch of my own family. Can I have a break right now? <laughs> Understandable. <laughs> like, yeah, I, I remember that you, feeling. I feel like, I feel like as it's far exhausting. As, yeah. Mm-hmm. What What would you call it? Like just stress. Trans milestones. I feel like I've hit a lot. Yeah. Lately, can I just? Mm-hmm. I'll hit some later. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> just get comfortable where I, you are. I feel are. that. Yeah. Coast yeah. for a while. There's no. There's exactly. no deadline. There's no rush. I think that's fine. Yeah. <laughs> there will be podcasting topics aplenty oh, over yeah. the future. <laughs> Don't worry. <laughs> Although we do want to do a summer trip. Yes, that's true. We've done this thing where uh, my family's in Chicago. Great town. Horrible in the winter. So, you know, we never get to do any fun touristy stuff. We never do walks along the lake or explore neighborhoods because it's two goddamn degrees outside and no one wants to do anything. So You have to stay inside. Precisely. I I grew up in Chicago. You have to stay inside. You do. And that's where the great museums come in handy. But it's so Mm -hmm. nice in the summer. It's so amazing. So a May Chicago trip or a June Chicago trip is nice. Whereas like going up for the holidays is like... I talk about it as being feeling like you're on like an Apollo mission. <laughs> like we don't leave the house. Literally do not leave the house for like five days. And hey, if you're at McMurdo Station, you're going to spend some time indoors. Okay. Exactly. Yeah. You have to put on <laughs> all those antsy. clothes I... to go outside too. Exactly. exactly. I get cabin fever. Including like, you know, wind helmet. And, mm-hmm. you yeah. Know. And those triple glove things. It's like skinny glove, fat glove, mitten on top. I yeah. mean, this, uh-huh. it's no Are joke. kind of long johns. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. So, mm-hmm. so understandably, I, I get cabin fever, too. Okay. Which is why we did a, a visit last May, and it was great, and so we'd love to do it again this summer. So, if there is anything remotely deadline-like, maybe that's it. But that's a couple of months, so it's don't worry about it. For now. Oh, you got time. Yeah, yeah. So, that might be the next one. So, is it okay if I ask you to back up? Oh, and, like, how has that process been then? Because... You know, I think we're pretty familiar now with Faith's coming out narrative. Mm-hmm. You guys have talked about it a few times. Mm-hmm. But, Kath, I know that, you know, if your family is expecting you to be in a hetero relationship, that was probably your identification for a long while. Mm-hmm. How has that process been for you? Uh, in terms of how my family is going to see me or just for me personally? Mm, both. All right, cool. Or either. Or either. Take your pick. Hope you guys like the sound of my voice. I'll be talking for a while. <laughs> so that's a really good question. This is actually one of the one of the main questions I get asked. And maybe I'm a little bit like you, Jess, where I don't quite see the point of having such strict mm-hmm. divisions in male, female, straight, uh, gay. Like I... 
I get why our culture has to, because how else could you effectively discriminate against people? <laughs> but I don't like that our culture does. <laughs> There's got to be somebody who's worse and somebody who's better, obviously. <sighs> Same with the, the male-female thing. So I don't love that that whole scene. I've lived my life as someone who's sort of resistant to... Uh, sexism and homophobia and as I learn more about the story of my transgender friends about the gender binary and and how that's not great for our society and how we have to be making progress in how we see the complexity of genders and sexualities and identities so already I'm kind of the one in my family who's like mm, you know not all women love shopping or you know, not every guy is into sports. And they're like, yeah, 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 we know. Like, it's it's small but significant steps that I take to educate right. my family and the people around me and stuff like that. Good. So I'm already, like, sort of the one who says, mm, you, you can't really use that term anymore. You guys, no one says faggot or things like that. So... For me to have learned that my boyfriend is actually my girlfriend was awesome and amazing and fascinating. And uh, I've said on a couple of situations, I'm thrilled to be along for the ride. Thanks, Faith. Yay. <laughs> she was, too, when it would come out. She'd be like, this is so exciting. And I'd be like, I'm super nervous. And she'd be like, this is exciting. <laughs> so I'm, I'm trying to keep up the, the celebratory aspect of it. Of course, I don't have to live it every day. So yeah. It's probably easier for me. It's a little trickier, but yeah. So I do what I can to support. Yeah. So when I, you know, when I had to change my own perception of myself as someone who is straight, but a great ally to suddenly, oh, well, I, I guess I'm bisexual now. Cool. That wasn't a huge mental leap for me, because the real primary thing in my mind is that I have this amazing partner, and I had this amazing partner when I thought they were a he, and I still have the same amazing partner now that I know they're a she. So that hasn't been a huge mental change for me. That being said, I could see how it will be a bigger change for people who see me. So for my family, I'm still not quote unquote out at work. I, uh, <laughs> it's tricky at work sometimes. I have a picture of me and Faith at my desk, but it's not a huge picture, but we both look fabulous. We do. <laughs> but no one's been like, hey, who's that girl in the picture that you have your arm around? So nobody's asked because people are cool. Yeah. People are like Fonzie. They're so cool. Exactly. <laughs> they, uh, <laughs> they don't ask about things like that. I have literally told exactly three people at work. So my office mate and two of my friends right. there. Did you tell them that your partner's transgender or that your partner's a girl? That my partner's transgender. Because okay. when I started working there, my partner was a boy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so the only challenge has come up in a handful of situations where, like when you gave me my helicopter piloting lesson, and I went into work and I was like, my partner gave me helicopter flying lessons for my birthday. And they're like... Wow, he knows you really well. And I said, yeah, my partner's awesome. They are great. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm playing the pronoun game, and I'm sure they notice it at some level. Like when I said I, I went to Chicago for Christmas, but my partner stayed home with the animals. And they said, oh, that was cool of him to do. And I was like, yeah, that was cool. Um, <laughs> of them. Of, of my partner yes. to do. <laughs> So little by little, you know, when I talk about us at mm -hmm. work, little by little, it's it's 
trending towards she and her. And at some point, I'm going to have to tell people directly, my partner is a woman now. And that's why I'm saying she instead of he. And they'll be like, cool, whatever. And yeah, that's how it'll be. So I'm going to have to out you at my job that's at some fine. point. <laughs> I, don't, I don't have to work with your co-worker. Right, you don't care. So I don't care. <laughs> and I'll out you on Tuesday. Okay, fine. <laughs> All right, I'll make an announcement to the whole Yeah, lab. over the PA. That's right? great. Send it out of a memo, floor-wide memo. Just send it out. All right, I'll include a before and after picture because you know people want to see that. <laughs> uh, totally. They love They love that. that. They're crazy about those cisgender people. So They're so weird. I know, right? So I, yeah, me personally, how I view myself, how my coworkers, how my friends will view me, not, not going to be a problem. I anticipate getting these same questions when I tell my parents. And they'll say, oh, we thought you were straight. And I'll say, I thought I was too. And <laughs> I mean, Faith is most worried about that they'll think bad things about me. What? Can I just don't want them to reject you. I don't want them to reject me and by extension you, and that puts you in a weird situation sure. of, do I side with my partner? Do I side with my family? Mm-hmm. You know, it, it just, it puts you in a bad situation. And your parents are, I think, fairly kind of liberal and that kind of the way the previous generation was liberal, mm-hmm. which is, you know, a little more centrist, but left-leaning as mm-hmm. far as, as far as politics. But I think there is still that kind of generational. Sure. I guess are your parents baby boomers? I guess they're baby I think boomers. They're baby boomers. Yeah. yeah. So I think it's it's just sort of um, the kind of things you grew up with. Your parents grew up in a world where maybe you know they were gay people, mm-hmm. and and maybe they've slowly seen gay people go from like it's perfectly okay to you know beat up a gay guy <laughs> to it's not okay to do that to mm-hmm. like gay is normal, mm-hmm. right. and we're seeing that with transgender genderqueer etc mm-hmm. right now mm-hmm. and obviously so they have like a, a mental image of what that is but it's still kind of like extra weird mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. really that's normal oh we're gonna do that oh that's okay now <laughs> all right all right what's <laughs> next <laughs> yeah sex with ducks you know whatever <laughs> they always go to bestiality Why? always bestiality <laughs> i don't know but um, everything's bizarre in their minds so that's all in one group sometimes i find with those generations that they also can approach it from oh yeah that's a thing and then like oh wait that's a thing in my life yeah i know about exactly and trying to digest that that to be a thing out there right but when it becomes a thing right here Mm -hmm. now i've got to figure this out exactly Exactly. like i've heard of caitlin jenner you know they're they're not completely oblivious to pop culture so that that concept is there and uh and this will just build on it when i was home in chicago for christmas i was riding with my dad in the car home from getting my mom's christmas present and a radio show about transgender topics came on it was really interesting i want to find it but it was a priest talking about how the church uses selected parts of the bible to discriminate and that they shouldn't Mm -hmm. and this priest also went into differences in the transgender brain basically exactly Mm -hmm. what we talked about in episode number i forget we'll give you guys a link genderrebels.com (laughs) genderrebels.com perfect (laughs) and he said there are different structural differences in the brain and this is a Therefore, this isn't something that people are, quote unquote, choosing to do or sinning when they do it, and that the church needs to be open to this. And I was like... That What timing. I know, right? How perfect. Yeah. And yeah. when he was mentioning the specific brain areas, I was like, yep, that's correct. Yep, that's correct. Yep, that's correct. Mm. And then uh, well, my dad parks the car heading into the house, and I asked him, do you know any transgender people? And he said, no. 
And of course, when I was telling Faith this story, she always has to add that he knows of. Right. Yes. There could be 20 stealths living exactly. around and he yeah. wouldn't even know it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And he said, do you know any? And I said, oh, yeah, I have a few. I have a few friends. And he said, so that's like they had that horrible surgery and everything. And I'm like, ah, no. Everyone's first question. <sighs> and to be fair, most surgery is pretty horrible. Yeah, I agree. My surgery was horrible. Chopping you up like meat, you know? Exactly. <sighs> stitching you back together. It's pretty gross, regardless of what it's on. Yeah. So. Yeah. And he wasn't, like, in a mean way or a mocking way. It was just, like, he seemed sort of sad that someone would have to do that. But I think that's also gets into that generational thing a little bit, because... Mm-hmm. I think people think, you know, 20 years ago, and we talked about this in our podcast, 20 or 30 years ago, sex change operation was what you talked about. Just so there was like, there was transgender, but if you were transgender, you got a sex change operation, which I think people pictured as like, you went to the doctor one day, mm-hmm. came out a girl. <laughs> <laughs> and I think that's how people kind of pictured it. And so people still have this in their head that like transgender means get your dick cut off yeah which it's not it's not. totally a separate thing and there's trans men i i think and, <laughs> sorry, they don't exist joke. what are you talking about and, i know of at least two <laughs> yeah i'm pretty sure they're real so it's it's kind of like it's an old idea mm-hmm. you know that it's all about your genitals yeah of course yeah and that it's all about surgery. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's I think, what hopefully Transpantastic and Gender Rebels can maybe educate people about a little bit. That's so. Yeah, that's what we're doing. Mm-hmm. So that's, you know, one day we're going to have that conversation with my folks and they will be confused and supportive and they'll educate themselves and then they'll be fine with it. And to cis people who are listening, mm-hmm. don't ask about the junk. Yes, oh my gosh. No one wants to talk about the junk. <laughs> <laughs> You, your dad isn't quite at that place where he understands that there's something more beyond just physical. Yeah, and I think that's yeah. kind of how cisgender people who never have had to think about it mm-hmm. think. Is, you know, like they don't have a concept of not fitting in the way gay they never, people they have They never had. had to separate that. Exactly, yeah. Yeah. exactly. So, I don't know. I've, I've spent some time trying to think of like a metaphor that's going to really send it home, that's really clear, that really will help them understand it for this day that we will have to explain it to them. And, and all I can think of is sort of vague things like, have you ever felt like you didn't fit in? Have you ever felt like something wasn't right? Or do you ever look in the mirror and see something that you just hated? Like, I can't think of how to present it. Do you guys have any tips? You're educators, right? <laughs> <laughs> I think that... You teach stuff. What do you tell the kindergartners? <laughs> the kindergartners don't have a problem up. with it. <laughs> They can't even identify what a... The kindergartners are like, yeah, whatever. Yeah, they don't even know what a triangle is. They can barely tie their shoes. They're not going to get to Your kindergartners can tie their shoes? I'm the last person you should ask about child development. I don't know anything about it. I think that uh, a lot of women can understand the metaphor of looking in the mirror, not liking something. I don't know if most guys are anywhere near that. Yeah. But there might be something else they could relate to Mm -hmm. on the not fitting in part. My parents aren't really into sports. Maybe I can say... You know, when when you're at work and everyone's talking about the big game and you have no clue and really don't even care. Yeah, that yeah. could work. And I think just being very specific about it, sort of like the priest was being specific yeah. on the radio show about the yeah. science of it. You know? Yeah, clothes that don't fit. Ooh, shoes that don't fit. How would fit. you feel yeah. if you had to walk around every day in clothes that didn't fit, yeah. that were really too big or really too small, but you had no choice because they were the only clothes you had? Ooh, that's good. Yeah, and Faith that just works. said shoes don't don't fit. I've I've heard a metaphor where 
Like, well, eights feel too small and tens feel too big, but those are the only shoes that are out there. And then one day you learn there's wide widths and narrow widths. There's a whole nother thing about footwear. I never knew. And, right. Right. And then that's your that solves your problem. Maybe that's my metaphor. There you go. Mm-hmm. Ta-da. Yeah, they'll be confused no matter what. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we'll do our best. I will say my, my mom and her husband, who I think, again, that generational thing, um, who I think lean right- you know, they're I think sellers. they're I think they're centrist a little bit, but I think they they tend to lean toward the right. Mm-hmm. Same way Kath's parents, I think, lean to the left. They were, you know, pretty good about it. Mm-hmm. I think they were very supportive. They they did their own kind of research. They went to like P flag meetings. And they things. went to a P flag meeting. So, Isn't that great? That's wow. so great. Oh, no. So it's it's hopefully. You know, it's a weird thing for them, they, mm-hmm. they, but they've managed. So maybe your parents can manage. I just find it, I find it difficult because it's not, in that sense, I'm outing my partner yeah. to her family and that's kind of weird. I don't know. It's no, just, it makes sense yeah. to me. It's, it's, you're outing two people now instead yes. of to your family, it was just you. At, at that point, they're not thinking about your partner face. <laughs> they're not. <laughs> So once in a while you get that, you know, after a while, if it sinks in a little, I, they say, well, how does Jess feel about that? Mm. And I say, Jess doesn't care <laughs> what I do. It's all good. Yeah. But yeah. Most of the time they're or the busy. the question, so are you straight now? <laughs> George, you cured her. Well done. <laughs> <laughs> no. There's no curing her. <laughs> Thanks. So Jess, my question is, did they ever take you aside and say, look, I won't tell George what you say, but really, how do you feel about this? Be honest with me. Do they ever suspect that you're sort of you know, speaking the party line with George around? I, I don't. It, it's funny. I don't have any friends that would think to do something like that. I have some hmm. close friends that I've known forever, and most of them are just like, eh, just likes humans. Mm-hmm. And... Anyone who I work with or who I have more recent introductions to, I don't think any of them would know me well enough to feel that kind of comfort or that level of appropriate intimacy to ask that kind of question. I see. Yeah. And and most of your family... Most of my family is Pan and Polly also, so like... They're in the same boat. Yeah, so... Oh my gosh. (laughs) Some sort of genetic component. Let's do some research. My parents... Yeah, my parents are gone and my siblings... Mm. Well, my father had four kids, three girls and a boy. We all like girls, but one of us is homophobic. Oh, weird. Hmm. Yeah, my brother put my sister's head through a wall once. Oh, my God. So we don't talk to him, but everybody else is cool. (gasps) Jeez. Wow. Yeah, he's a bit extreme. So he got all the evil. He got all the evil. And everyone else turned out cool. The rest of us are awesome. Yeah. Wow. Poor guy. Weird. That's weird. (laughs) Is your sister okay? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, she moved out of there. She's doing okay now. It was a soft wall. Dry wall. Uh, You know. Some bastards. Wow. Oh, that's rough. Sorry about that. Eh. He's he's like 13 <laughs> years younger than I am, so. Wow. So there's okay. already a division then. Yeah. yeah, yeah. All right. All right. We'd love to hear from you, so let us know what you think or what you want to hear about by emailing us at transpantastic at gmail.com or by commenting at our website, transpantastic.net. Don't forget to subscribe in Stitcher, iTunes, or your favorite podcatcher, and leave us reviews and star ratings. 
Disclaimer time. We are neither your doctor nor your mental health professional. We are here to discuss our own lives, so we take no responsibility for your decisions based on our discussions. If you are considering transition, please seek professional assistance. If you are considering parenting while transitioning, you definitely need professional assistance. All contents are distributed under a Creative Commons no derivative license and may be shared freely in their entirety. Any alteration or less than complete reproduction requires permissions of the hosts. Thanks for listening. Oh, oh. there you are. Yes. Hey guys, they sound good now. Yes, yeah. they, they had the thing going that we do a couple, we did it a couple times where it was trying to pull audio from the front of the screen. Uh-huh. Yeah. Particular error. We, so. we had to, yeah, we've had to re-record a couple things too. <laughs> and then you feel really stupid and you have to pretend to laugh at the same jokes again and yeah. <laughs> he had to go Amateur get mistake. a different pair of socks and he missed the <laughs> joke, so haha. Whatever it takes. Yeah. We have guests. Yay. Hello. So you are the wonderful and amazing ladies of the Gender Rebels podcast. Tell us a little about your... You can't dust the freaking microphone while we're talking. I'm sorry, there is dust there. (laughs) Usually you don't notice when I'm dusting things. And then I... If you touch the microphone, I have to start over. Oh, my Go goodness. Ahead. George, you know better. Come on, buddy. For fuck's sake. I, I do know better. <laughs> what was I saying? The, oh, how wonderful. Yes. Amazing the other yes. The, yeah. Yes. Anyone who I work with at work or anyone... work. Yes. Where else would I work with them? <laughs> <laughs> Ha, 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 ha.